Are you depressed? Do you know someone who is, guys? Depression is a very real thing in our reality. A lot of people deal with depression. And today, my guest, Zach Rutledge, wrote a book and has addressed a way from personal experience to deal with the depression that you, our loved one, might be dealing with, guys. I'm very excited to have him on today. Zach Rutledge is joining me, and he's got a book, easy to read, quick. On Amazon, we'll have links in the description. Zach, welcome to the Fallible Man podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor. And thank you for picking up the, uh, the paperback copy. That, that feels special. <laughs> I, I love to... One of the coolest things about doing a podcast is I get to meet some really just incredible people. I like to read. If they've written something, I really like to read and know firsthand. So guys... I don't know if you know somebody or if you yourself are dealing with depression. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's a very real thing in life. We're going to roll to our opening and we're going to be right back with Zach. This is the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. All right, guys, we're walking, we're back with Zach Rutledge, Zach S. Rutledge. Let's make sure you get that in case you're looking it up. There we go. Focus. And Zach wrote the Depression Relief Playbook. And guys, it is simple. He designed it that way purposely because this is near and dear to his heart due to personal experience with it. And so he wrote something that isn't going to take up a large amount of your time, but it's going to help you by just laying out a step-by-step, full-scale attack to reclaim your life from dealing with depression. And so we're going to get into it today. Zach, right off the bat, I'm going to ask you the first question, and it's got nothing to do with your book. What is your favorite kind of ice cream? Oh, chocolate peanut butter. Chocolate peanut butter. Oh, man, that sounds good right now. Yeah. I haven't eaten lunch yet, so that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I ask all my guests just for fun because I, I want this to be an enjoyable podcast. Yeah, everybody loves ice cream, right? It's something we can all identify with. Uh, right now, I'm, I've actually started charting the responses because I have so many people who have said butter pecan yeah. of all things. So it's like, hmm, yeah. I'm going to start tracking this. So chocolate peanut butter. That's I, I'm a peanut butter guy. That's like my, my huge dietary weakness. Like, oh, the I, hero I, of foods. Yeah, right. I I can eat it straight out of my jar. My kids laugh. My little sister actually got me a spoon that says Brent's peanut butter spoon. It's just like a tablespoon size <laughs> spoon that's engraved because she knows I'll sit there and just eat it out of the jar. So Zach, <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> as peanut butter lovers of the world, tell us. Tell my uh, listeners today who exactly you want them to know, right? Because we can talk about a lot of people and I can read off the description in Podmatch or on the back of your book cover, but tell me who Zach Rutledge is. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm a complex person like everyone else, right? And I could get into a lot of the personal things, um, but I can get into a little bit of why they should listen to me. Maybe we'll start there. That's a good spot. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, 
so yeah, I'm a, I'm a black belt in karate. I'm finishing up a yoga teacher training. Um, I'm a certified personal trainer, brain health trainer, um, fitness nutrition specialist. And, um, I am going to start my, uh, therapist program in January. So, uh, and also I've, I've dealt, uh, with depression in a, it wasn't a short thing. Let's put it that way. It was a very long time. And what I did was I built myself back up brick by brick. Uh, and it took, you know, it was serious for about 10 years there. So what I really want to do is take all those things I learned that I drew upon, you know, from martial arts, from personal training, from nutrition, from anything I could possibly think of that, that got me to where I am now and put that together in the small package uh, that's easily digestible that can get somebody there way quicker than it took me. <laughs> I was actually really, when I was reading through your book, you actually commented on the books. Like I know it's a short book. I purposely wrote it a short book because if you're living with depression, it just, you, it, it's so hard to focus down and read and really dive into something because there's just so much weighing on you. And, uh, actually, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. So the, the the last thing I wanted to do was read 350 pages to get an idea or two out of it. So like I purposely, yeah, wrote something that was going to be pound for pound, the most info you could get. So that was on purpose too. I wanted it to be something that it really could be a gift almost. Cause I know a lot of people with depression mm -hmm. aren't going to reach out for help. Uh, and also the kind of thing that you can keep next to your bedstand that mm -hmm. you can read over and over again. It's really like a study guide as much as a, a playbook. And it's a kind of a silly title, right? Depression Relief Playbook. But it really is. It gives you actionable things to do. Yeah. I don't know that it's silly if, if that is the intent of the book, right? Uh, I read, right. as I told you before we started recording, I, I read a lot of books for my guest. I've got one right now that I'm trying to digest. It's 350 pages long. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go through that before I do that interview later this month. I did one about two months ago and I mean, it was, it was a 200 page book and it had a lot of like Middle Eastern or not Middle Eastern, sorry, Eastern philosophy and stuff like that. And it was a whole lot to try and take in and process if you're not familiar with that. Yeah. So I, I really like your direct approach because I was with my little sister this morning and she has struggled with depression for years. And we were actually talking about the interview today. And I was like, yeah, he wrote it really short. So it was easy to digest and understand for someone dealing with depression because it's so much to take on and try and improve yourself and get out of that funk yeah. and get out of that stress. And, and she's like, oh, my goodness. And she, she's an avid reader. She loves to read. But she's like, it's, it's, it's robbed joy for my life because I like to read, but sitting down and reading. And really consuming even even like fictional fun books, right? That are just supposed to be fun. That is a huge struggle for her. And she's been a lifelong reader of a couple of authors. And it's really, over the years, taken a toll on her ability to get through it. So something that's easily digestible yeah. and just quick. And I'm, I'm going to, I had it here at the house. I didn't have it when I saw her. But I'm actually going to give her this book after uh, we finish with the interview. Oh, just great. Just something that right she on. can take in and... You know, it may not have every answer in the world, but when you're struggling with something like that, anything is help, right? If she can take one mm. piece of what you wrote and put it into play and help her life, that's huge. 
it's a huge thing. Yeah. So, you know, every little bit helps, right? And I think an easily digestible format was incredibly actually brilliant. I was a little, like I said, I do a lot of interviews. So at first I was like, oh, he, he wrote a book to certify him as an expert, right? I'm a skeptic, so I apologize for the assumption. But honestly, after reading it, I get it. That makes so much more sense to me now after reading through it. Understanding her for years and dealing with her depression. uh, We're very close. She's very, very tight with me. Living her life with her as she deals with this. I get it now. It makes a whole lot more sense. And it is a really brilliant idea, honestly. I, I really, I really appreciate oh, the thank thought. Thank you very much. So you said you found a lot of relief through fitness and nutrition, and that you're a certified trainer, right? ACE certification. Is that what I understood? Right. So an ACE certified trainer and nutritionist, and you found a lot of relief in that. Tell me more about that. So that was kind of one of the very first things that got me out of my deep depression. So, um, it, you know, a quick rewind, my early childhood was fairly normal, quote unquote, you know, was, there were, there was nothing, um, extraordinary about it. There was no, it was stable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the first deep drop I had into depression was when my best friend was killed, uh, the summer after high school. So that was the the major one when I started to really feel it. it was also, you know, looking back, having the hindsight now, seeing myself as a kid, I could see that there were some chemical issues going on. But that was the the big drop. That coupled with people leaving for college. I had I failed out of college. I couldn't keep going on. And then, you know, the just the chemical things that tend to peak in those years of the late teens, early twenties, those those quirks, let's say, tend to peak at those years. Mm-hmm. So um, or at least manifest. And, um, at the time, I mean, I still play in bands, but at the time I was playing in a band with these fitness guys and I hadn't worked out since karate and really working. out was just a byproduct of karate. I, I loved doing karate, but I wasn't like a fitness guy. Right. Um, and I was so depressed now, right now, just for some point of reference, I'm five foot nine and I'm 170 pounds. Okay. Right. Which is nothing to really remark on. Um, that's, you know, whatever. But at the time, I was 5'9", and I was 124 pounds. Wow. So that's a big difference, right? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a trainer. I work out all the time. That's not a bragging thing. But, it's, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is, you know, it's not like I gained a bunch of unhealthy weight. It's, this is just where my body wants to be, right? So um, if I had gotten sick, like my primary care doctor says to me now, she's hilarious, but she's like, if, if you get sick at that low of weight, you have nowhere to go. And that was, uh, so that was, that was not a good place to be. So anyway, getting back to your question. Yeah. Like it was that physical change was the first thing that I could see that, Oh, I can make a difference. Like, it's not just, um, these ideas that go in one ear and out the other. It's like, okay, no, I weighed 124 pounds and now I weigh 135 and I can see my biceps getting bigger. Oh, I can make change happen for myself. So that was like the first big jump. And that tends to be, 
you know, one of the first things I talk about with clients when they're dealing with depression is that physical change. Not only, of course, you know, our body, our, our brain is part of our body. So we want to get, you know, inflammation down. We want to get our gut healthy because you actually create more serotonin in your gut than you do in your brain, which people don't think about. Uh, So you want to get all that sorted out. But the physical aspect, there's something really rewarding when you have somebody who's really down and out and you get them just moving and doing things they didn't think they could do. Mm -hmm. Even Even if it's not a physical thing you can see, but just getting them moving is like, oh, I didn't know I could ride my bike this far. And once you can see something, that's we then that's a break, right? Then we can build on top of that. Because like I say in the book, there is no silver bullet, right? This is a, a brick by brick type thing. And you want to do all of these things together. And it's not just going to help people with depression. It's to help people in, in their lives, period, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, the, the physical part was, was a, you know, that was a major part of it. That was, that was the start, the, the launching point. One of the things people don't under, I think people underestimate the value of controllable change and what that yeah. actually means for one of the things we talk about at the Fallow Man is incremental change, right? And you're a fitness guy, so you understand one more rep, a slightly shorter rest, a half a pound more, right? That's huge. I, I'm a gym guy, I, I love working out. I fall into the heavier end of the category where I've got to watch because it's really easy for me to put on the extra weight. But I've always been a very strong guy. And so I I train with a lot of people and helping them get to the point where there's like, no, but you do one more rep. That's huge. That's right. It's one thing. And people don't understand the value of small incremental steps. Everybody wants the two-minute abs or three-minute abs, right? Nobody mm-hmm. wants the nine and a half months of good diet and exercise <laughs> abs. That that crap doesn't sell. We all want that microwave, right? But as a trainer, you understand. Absolutely. I mean, that that half a pound or that extra rep or that shorter rest, that's a huge change. And I think with the physical, people actually can start to see something they control like you did. You said your bicep yeah. was a little bigger. Yeah. That's a visible change in the mirror, right? We all want something because we live in that microwave society. We all want that one thing that's just like, ooh, done, fixed. Life doesn't work yeah. like that. Yeah. No. And, you know, it, we're also missing something here. Like the process is part of the fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the act of going to the gym that you enjoy. You know, that's also fun. If you were to immediately be able to lift however much you can lift, I assume it's a lot, you know, like it, that w- it wouldn't be as rewarding. And it's the act of going there and, and doing it. Like there, there's real magic in that. As you went through, right, you said you were a black belt in karate. And so did the discipline from the martial arts help? in this journey for you? Was that a driver or no, or you outlined a what lot of steps. The most was, yeah, yeah, no, what, what helped the most actually was the, um, believe it or not, it, it, it was just the, the meditation, which is something I, you know, most people weren't doing when they were 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was just lucky enough to have that. And it was something that, fell to the side for years and years. And then finally I was like, actually that was kind of cool. 
And I, and it started to, you know, pop up in the news some more and you read more about it. And I was like, I'm going to get back into this. And I felt like I had like almost like a leg up mm-hmm. because I had so much, I'd done so much of it in classes. Uh, um, it's a, I, it's probably the most challenging thing for people that's in the book is just this working in uh, of the meditation. Um, however, the act of pulling your mind back, you know, after it runs off, pulling your mind back, that's the meditation. So don't get frustrated. And just like we're talking about lifting weights and all that stuff, this isn't the kind of thing you're not going to find Zen in, in a second, right? It's mm-hmm. something you have to work at, but also just the process of doing it hugely gratifying and you will make, uh, believe it or not, physical gains in the brain. You will have, um, uh, neurogenesis, your brain will change and it will, it will physically grow new neurons. Yeah. Guys getting your mind wrapped into it. It's, you know, yes, it's, it's great for you physically. And you said you're getting ready to, you're working on your yoga certification as an instructor. Yeah, I'm about halfway through that certification. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. You know, I, I laugh because I'm, I'm a big meathead. So I'm like, I'm not ever doing yoga. I'm, right. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, we find it, right? We eventually find it, us fitness guys. That's how we got sucked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of the girls get sucked in for different reasons, you know, whatever. Uh, I shouldn't say that. But, you know, they, they, uh, people get sucked in for different reasons. But the, the gym guys come in. We tend to come, let's put it that way. <laughs> we tend to show up a little later, right? Uh, I don't know if they're, if they're just smarter off the top or what. So my first <laughs> yoga class, uh, it, was, I, it was actually a free class and I was in a gym mm-hmm. and it was like a, a partitioned little separate section. And I was waiting for this thing to go. And there was this 19-year-old girl in there with me. And she's like, you see all these guys out there moving weights around? And she's like, they have no idea what fitness is. And I was like, <laughs> holy smokes. And she was like, you know, there's a place for lifting weights. Absolutely. And I mm-hmm. love it. That's my first love. But she had, she was onto something there, you know, for that real fitness, you've got to work those muscles. You didn't know you had right. got to work that stability. And you're, you know, it's those, um, the isometric movements and the, and just for the, the stable stabilization and, and, you know, Correcting those little injuries, oh, it's it's magic. Yeah, it's it's a really great thing. And if anybody, you know, is on the fence about it, you know, if you're, I was nervous too. Look, I wasn't thrilled about showing up to a class with all these girls in spandex. Right. However, there's all these girls in spandex there, so that's that's a, that is a reason to maybe bring you out. So you know, don't don't hesitate. It's a, it's a really really fun workout. Really, uh, you'll get a lot out of it. Now, guys. We're going to cut to our sponsor real quick, and then we're going to come back with Zach, and we're going to get down to just the nitty-gritty, because Zach has an insight here to share with us on tackling your depression headfirst that maybe you're not familiar with. And if you've dealt with depression, you've probably tried a lot of things. So we're going to look at Zach's D-Day approach to dealing with depression in this next set. Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right, it's us. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content, and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at The Fallible Man or at Fallible Man on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our Attitude Swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. Guys, welcome back. We're here with Zach Rutledge, and he has written a book about tackling depression head on. It's a simple, easy reading, guys, and I encourage you, there will be a link in the description. If you are struggling with depression, reach out. You are not alone. It is a serious thing. Please seek support, help, whatever you need, and deal with this head on. And we're going to talk about Zach's D-Day approach in his book, The Depression Relief Playbook, and just hammering this head on because I've known people who have dealt with depression for years, and I think your approach is very different. I think this idea of just tackling it straight on with this just blitz approach is a very different step into it. Zach, yeah, a lot of time, like we said briefly, yeah, people they they say that they um, we 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 spoke briefly about the the magic bullet or like, you know, the silver bullet, it's going it, to, that it's, I just need this one thing and it's going to solve it. And I was there too. Right. I thought, okay, once I weigh 200 pounds of muscle, you know, then I'll feel better. Once I graduate college, then I'll feel better. Once I, whatever it is, these, these things, then I'll feel better. But it, it's, it can never be just one thing. Um, with depression, it's there just like there's never, there's not one cause there's I don't know how many things you can do but it's I, I don't want see I just my big thing is I don't want people getting frustrated after they try one or two or three things right I don't want people saying like oh well I did these three things for three weeks and and that didn't do it no 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 you got to come at it with like I call it the D-Day approach just come at it from every single angle so whether it's something to deal with to do, uh with your mindset or inflammation or an injury or whatever it is, you're coming at it from every angle, right? And you've got your support team in there. I talk briefly about um, therapy in there and I talk about medications in there. I talk about all of it. I talk about supplementation. So yeah, if you can dial in, if you come at it with everything you've got, uh, I don't want you to be someone because I, I, I get the mindset of, oh, well, whatever, I'm going to work on my depression. I'm, then I'm just going to be like a regular guy going to a job I hate. No, 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 no. The, I want this to be the kind of thing where it really launches you. So you're, you know, you're not comfortable in that on the bottom and then you're not comfortable in mediocrity. I want this to be the kind of thing that's going to launch you into the exact life that you want to build for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I kind of make people think about the kind of, li- kind of lives they want. So uh, it's not something that is comfortable. It's not the kind of thing that's going to say you're perfect the way you are. Just stay on your couch. That's that's not what the book is. It's these are actionable tips, but you've got to put in the work, guys. I want to I want to pull into that for just a minute right there. Did you hear what he said? It's not comfortable. This is not going to be a fun journey. This is not going to be something that is easy. This is not something that there's going to be an instant relief from. It's a very yeah. real process that takes time and effort. One of my favorite things Tough Mudder says is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, love it. Depression was near and dear. When you reached out, I was I was really excited to talk to you because 
seeing people struggle with it. I, I used to be in youth ministry years ago. So I worked with people very closely over the years and there is no cookie cutter depression. This person is struggling with depression and it might be from a traumatic experience that they dealt with when they were younger. This person is suffering from depression and it might be a chemical imbalance. So they have no idea they have. This person struggling with depression for something entirely different and it makes it so hard to tackle especially I, I speak mainly to a male audience. And for us, we read any sign of weakness or I should say any sign of problems as a weakness. And so a lot of men don't want help. Yeah. And I'll, I'll speak to that. You know, that's like the idea that therapy is only for broken people, right? It's like, no, no, no. I like to think of it as, and I, we talked about this briefly, but it's your team. Mm-hmm. Like this is your team of people that, that you're going to use. And this is one of your coaches. We have no, it's so funny, right? We have no problem getting a, a, a baseball coach or a golf coach or whatever, like you're into, right? We have no problem hiring one of them. But when it comes to like a, like an emotional or life coach or something, all of a sudden that feels icky or like, you know, we just feel like, Oh, that's for, that's for people who, who, you know, that's what that's people are real people problems. Are that's not for people. Right. That, that's right, the real right, problem. Right. Well, guess what? If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? If you're a human, you've been through some kind of trauma and you've been through something where you can use some help. And there's absolutely, you know, I think it takes bravery. It's not something that's like shameful. It takes bravery to do something like that, you know, and, and you're not only improving your own life, look at your entire circle, right? You're, you're improving the lives of all the people around you too. I think it's something we struggle with in today's society. We've pushed people to the point where saying, I need help or I need support is considered, and and it's funny because I get a lot of, a lot of crap, right? Because I have a men's channel and we talk about men's issues and about men's support issues and helping men be better. We talk about masculinity being valuable and people automatically go, well, so men can't be now. No, no. Okay. Men are real people with real issues. And part of masculinity is being able to take a breath and go, I need a team. I need some support. I need some help because I'm not perfect. That's, that's a huge step of masculinity to me is going, at least in my opinion, is going, I am not Superman. There, there are things in my Absolutely. life where I could use some support or some help. And so we often shun men into, or men feel shunned, I should say, into going, I'll, I'll, I'll get through it. I'm good. And in a way that's selfish, right? Because we, we always want to be the leader. We always want to be the leader. Well, guess what, dude? You got to learn how to be a good, a good follower in order mm-hmm. to be a good leader. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you will get the chance to lead. And by doing this, you will learn more things you can bring in your leadership roles, but you can't be a leader in every single aspect of life. You know, you've, you're always learning. You're always, you're always a teacher, but you're always a student as well. You know, don't forget about that learning side. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. I, you know, I just love what you do. I, I think uh, we focus too often on that. We all want to be the leader, right? Everybody wants to be the alpha wolf. 
Sorry, it cracks me up. <laughs> I, I've been around amazing leaders throughout my life. I, I've had a lot of blessings to be around some really incredible men. And every great leader I know is the most incredible student I've ever met. They never stop learning and getting better and improving and reaching out and recognizing, hey, you know this, teach me. Share it with me so I can know it too. Yeah. yeah. Right? Love it. Do you find half a gear switch? Sorry. Do you find in your clientele as a trainer, you have more females than males? Just, just curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I teach primarily group fitness at the moment. So mm -hmm. that's primarily women. And then on, when I do the nutrition stuff, that's almost all women because, you know, they'll come in and they'll talk about nutrition with me, but they're not talking about nutrition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they know what they should be eating, what they shouldn't be eating. So I think they, they just, they're more open to their, the, they're more open to that vulnerability, I guess. You know what I mean? Like they're saying like, Hey, I'm dealing with this nonsense from my husband, or this is driving me crazy. So they so they do bring that into it, which is kind of part of the reason I decided to go to school to become a therapist. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know, <laughs> you're already I love a therapist. talking about improving people physically, but yeah, at a certain point, you know, I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to step this up a notch. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Primarily females I'm working with. It's amazing to me how much uh, trainers end up a lot like bartenders. Right. They, they come oh, yeah. in and tell you everything wrong as you're like, okay, let, let, we're going to do this exercise. And like, my husband was such a pain last night. <laughs> and I'm just underappreciated at work. <laughs> it's amazing how much of the soul you're yeah. asked to fix on top of the physical. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah I, that's definitely a part of it. Right. All right. Zach, where can people find you? Are you in social media? Are you? I'm currently, I've paused my social media because I'm going to do an overhaul. And plus, I don't live by that. I, I'm really just doing this by like, um, like attraction of like, you know, I want to make the, I made the book the best I can make. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping that just by the quality of it, people will show up. So the best way to contact me is just Zach S. Rutledge at gmail.com. And uh, one day I'll, I'll put the social media back up. But right now I'm just concentrating on meeting people like you and, Hoping, hoping the book, you know, takes off without, I, I'm not a big social media guy. I, I just don't want to spend a whole lot of time on there. Yeah. Honestly, I, I understand that entirely. I, I, no, I always no. tell my wife one day when I make enough money, I'm, I'm going to hire a social media manager first. That's the first position I will hire go. in my company because I hate doing it. I, there I, you just, go. I hate to me taking a break from social media is like, oh, I want to do that so bad. Uh, yeah, I did that. I, I guess last week I put like, the, the, you can like. I forget what they call it, like the pause mode or something. I did that. So you can't even get to the page right now, which is mm -hmm. actually really nice. <laughs> just email me, guys. If you want to talk, just email me. Yeah. So what is next for you, sir? You said you're working through your way on the yoga certification. What's the, what else is going on for you? I'm getting married in October. So that's a big one. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So so that's happening. And then and then school in January. So those are the, like the big ones. Yeah. Okay. Guys. Reach out to Zach. This man is offering to help you. He's offering to send you free information. The book is not real expensive, guys. It's an easy read. Get your copy on Amazon. Like I said, there will be links below. Guys, don't 
way to reach out. If you think you are struggling with depression, if you are feeling depressed, if you feel like you just need to talk to somebody, maybe you're not ready to connect with Zach, connect with a pastor, connect with a friend, connect with your spouse. (gasps) That's a crazy idea. My wife and I have been celebrating our 20th anniversary back in April. Uh, Congratulations. Part of the reason we're still married after 20 years is we just talk about everything. That's just part of our life. But guys, talk to somebody you trust. Don't wait. If you're struggling, if you're feeling run down, if you feel like you need support, please reach out. It's a very real thing. And it affects a large amount of people. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed of feeling like you need some support. It's good. Zach, thank you so much for being on the Fallible Man podcast. Guys, be better tomorrow because of what you do today, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.